Welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Football Show. It's week six. I am joined here by Mr. Rob DeArmond, Mr. William Weathers. Thank you all for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, this week we've got uh, a district is starting and some interesting matchups, and we're going to be jumping right into it. Just want to remind everybody you can check this show out, www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash podcast. Yeah, there's an audio and video version there. They are free. Uh, we also put it out on all podcast platforms, which includes Apple Podcast and Google Play, so you can check them out there. It'll also be posted on our app. So, uh, first and foremost, William, we're going to start with you. This is kind of the marquee matchup of the week. We are talking Live Oak and Zachary. Zachary is currently, uh, as you said, sort of a deceptive 2-2. Two and two. We'll talk about that in a second. Live Oak took care of business against Sci Academy for homecoming uh, let's talk about briefly Zachary real quick. Three out of four trips to the Dome, two-time defending state champs. Talk about that two-and-two two deceptive record. <laughs> yeah, um, they were replacing a, a number of guys on defense. They were going to be young on that side of the ball, but they're still led by Keelan Brown, who's a Memphis commitment. Um, the, you know, a big part of the reason why they won two state championships in a row is that guy on the center. He's a tremendous player, uh, tremendous poise, and um, you know Chris Hilton is coming back from a knee injury this summer. He they they kind of slow brought him up, brought him back slowly to to bring him back. He's the number one re- receiver in his class in 2021, and is a he's the one. He they had the the, the uh, winning play to beat West Monroe in the in the state championship game. He was on the receiving end of of the screen. Another talent. Did they, they you know. It's deceiving. They play Deerfield Beach from Florida, who's who's a, I think six A uh, power broker in in South Florida, and it did not go well. It was a battle of the border champion uh, uh, event in, in Shreveport, and you don't see Zachary get it handed to him very often. So they play Brandon Mississippi. Brandon Mississippi is one of the six A uh, power brokers in Mississippi. It was a seventeen thirteen game, and and Zachary won. So you know, as Brett, you know. It, they're not fearing Live Oak. You know, they have played the, the best teams in the country. They play the best teams in Mississippi. This is something, you know, look, they've won on the road in West Monroe. They've won on the road in Destrant. They've played in some of the toughest places. They are hardened. You know, they're an experienced program. This is, this is nothing new to them. So how, how, does West, how does Live Oak handle the stage? They've helped create this. You know, the, the, the town should be rocking. I'm going to be there early just to, you know, get a parking spot within the city limits because it ought to be crazy. <laughs> It, it it will be crazy and so uh, you know and and with the as we discussed in in the pre-show you know with the baseball complex being constructed a lot of parking missing so if you are thinking about heading to live oak on a friday night for this battle for district basically uh right now both team uh well live oak is undefeated and and you know both are rolling into district um it, it it'll be quite the showdown um What's interesting about this, you know, is something that, that Coach Beard said, you know, as we put, you know, first time they were undefeated since early 2000s, and, and, and back then they were 4A. Uh, so, you know, now we're talking about 5A team undefeated. This is a marquee matchup. And he said something to you when you interviewed him that they're looking for that marquee win. Yeah, you know, as you remember, they went to the state quarterfinals uh, a couple of years ago, and at that stage, those were marquee wins. They, you know, they beat, you know, they had beaten John Everett 
and then during that run, they beat East Ascension. They went to Sulphur and won, and then you know fell short on a halfback pass against Acadiana of going to the semifinals. Well, they're a couple of years removed from that, and now it's kind of what have you done for me lately? And he looks at it like this is this is the opportunity we've been looking for. Are you up to the challenge? You know, we, we've we've played pretty well for five weeks. Uh, trailed at Kentwood, tough place, came back and won. This is not Kentwood. This this is the benchmark in Louisiana as we speak. Two state championships and you know three out of the last four. Can you stand up to the challenge? I mean, it just it simply comes down to it's not who we're playing. It's not the other color of the jersey we're playing. It, it simply comes down to eleven guys doing the job they're taught to do this week, uh, executing the game plan, being physical. You know, not not shying away from from opportunity. You know, wanting to be the guy that makes the big play. Uh, you know, to stop a Keelan Brown and a Chris Hilton and guys like that, you've got to want and accept that responsibility. You got to want that challenge. You got to want that opportunity, and you got to want to make the best of it. They actually played very well, and as he as he said, from a mental standpoint, competed very well at Zachary last year. Had some shortcomings in special teams where they gave up a punt return for a touchdown and a long return that set up a short score. In the context of, of, of the game and offense-defense, they did not do very you know badly at all on a team that did not finish the season very well. This team, as of right now, chemistry, um, health, all seem to be heading in the right direction that maybe this is a time to shock the world. And as we talked about before, and as, as Brett mentioned, you know, you said it's going to be a tremendous challenge, especially for the defense. You know, uh, Tell us about some of the things that he said he's he said to his defensive players. You know, going into this game, going onto the stage. Well, when you have a premier player, I mean, Keelan Brown's a state MVP. Uh, you know, Chris Hilton's going to play. Uh, he's going to play on a Division One team in two years. They've got you know they're big and strong up front. Do you embrace the challenge of trying to contain Keelan Brown? Can you can you defend or keep in front of you Chris Hilton and other guys that they're going to put out there on the field? It's just it's he's a guy who's built on, on trying to motivate his players to, to try to achieve the uh, maybe things that they don't believe they can do. Well, this is the opportunity to, to prove that you you're on the same same level with them in terms of in the regular season. They haven't proven that on the postseason, but for one night, can you? If it's you know getting you know you know eight hats to the ball or you know gang time, you know, putting pressure on Keelan Brown, making him uncomfortable. It's just embracing those challenges, the opportunity. To, 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 to defend such great players. Well, and they will get that opportunity Friday night. As you mentioned, Watson will be rocking. Uh, so get out there early. Uh, trying to finish that thought from earlier, there is missing parking from the baseball complex, baseball softball complex construction. You're both nodding heads like, yes, get out there, find a parking spot. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Speaking of crazy atmospheres, uh, you know, much like – uh, what Live Oak did, Walker uh, won their homecoming game against Broadmoor pretty handily. Uh, now moving into district as well, their first challenge is Scotlandville. Obviously, former coach. Uh, you know, it, it's an interesting dynamic. But you know what Coach Mahaffey said was more along the lines of, you know, we just have to keep playing as a team. Right. You know. You know he said he knows that there, there, there are human relationships involved. You know, there's a faction of that team that had a relationship with with Coach Ricard. And, and 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 maybe not through Monday through this Monday this Friday they don't and then mm -hmm. after we will we'll be cordial, 
Um, he says, like, I don't know how many people there are. I don't know how many people dislike him. Just like he says, I don't know how many people like me or dislike me at U High. He says, but we are not playing for who's outside the white lines. We're playing, you know, the guy next to us, and uh, we, we're a team that's won two in a row, and this is the biggest challenge that we'll have faced since Destrahan. You know, uh, Scotlandville, and to Coach Ricard's credit, uh, this was a team that had a losing record a year ago. He has turned them around. They're 5-0. and They're ranked number 10 in the state. They're averaging 55 points a game, giving up 15. So guess what? Math is they're beating people by 40 points a game. They are on a serious, serious roll. And this will be a huge challenge, uh, first of all, Walker's offense to uh, protect the ball and um, sustain drives and score when possible. And then defensively, um, Scotlandville's got a, a, a much along kind of like Keelan Brown's uh, mold, a, a dual threat guy who can really get out the pocket and, and put pressure on you with his legs as much as, as his arm. And um, it's a big challenge for a defense that that's that's coming on. That's, that's defend, that you know, Broadmoor wasn't the challenge that Scotland was going to be. So they've got another kind of a, a hump to get over, and showing that they are a defense that that's progressing in a, in 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 the in the realm of who can help you win a championship down the line. And as, as you mentioned, you know, the big point is being consistent in all facets of the ball because they can they can score just about any way. Uh, so that will be Walker and Scotlandville this Friday uh, at Walker, correct? Correct. Correct. So they are playing at home. We're going to come back to Denham. We're going to jump over to Albany, who had a big win uh, this past Friday against Pearl River. Uh, you know, had to stop that big running back. And as you as you mentioned, Rob, in pre-show, pitched a shutout. In the and and I hate crossing them up, but I mean it is they 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 held them scoreless in the second half. Great defensive effort. Tell us about what Coach Mike Janice had to say. The big lift for them, I, and I don't think I mentioned this in our pre-production, but Tyler Bates came back. Uh, he's a middle linebacker. They kind of had to change some things around. Uh, you know, they basically built that defense around him this year. Dislocated his elbow in the uh, jamboree, so he came back. When he comes back, it kind of gives them a lift. They just just. This first thing I said, what did you think? He goes, Tyler Bates helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, just a lift for them. Uh, they both get chances. Albany's actually trailing at halftime. They both get chances in the third quarter to score. Neither one of them get it. And it gets to, down to a point where uh, the defense gets, there was one drive, they get two sacks in a row or, or within three plays of each other. But he really praised uh, Ronnie Tuberville's effort and uh david perez perez he said just kind of got in there and busted some stuff stuff up for him you know when they they come around he he said he might not have a lot of tackles but he was able to get in there and disrupt some things and ronnie they they just kind of felt like the week before uh in their loss they he he was kind of playing a little finesse and said i think he kind of figured out that if i go out there and just play like i can play i can be one of the most dominant guys out there and he he said i think you saw that Mm -hmm. uh in that effort you know uh, now, the key for them, they're going to be playing Thursday against Bogalusa uh, to open district. And, and Coach Janet just said, hey, we're just trying to keep it going, you know. Mm-hmm. it's We've kind of gotten, we, we can see what we can do. We know what we need to do. And it's just, let's maintain and get better as we go, you know, each, each week. Yeah, we want to build on some things that we did this week and just go ahead and move forward. Make sure that we're not taking a step back from, you know, the progress that we made after the Pearl River game. Just kind of build on that and make sure that when the, the game is over Friday night that we can acknowledge that we took a step forward and not backwards. Now what they have there with Bogalusa is they, they lost pretty badly to them on the road last year. So they're kind of using that to kind of help them. You know, mm-hmm. we, 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 we got some things we saw on film. 
Um, and, and they're just kind of looking at that. They know the athletes are there. And they said maybe last year there were some spots where some athletes that they didn't maybe have on film were on film and they kind of did some schemes that they weren't ready for. Right. So using that, not necessarily for motivation, more as a learning experience. Right. It's a tool. It's a tool. He, he said we, we've been able to see, you know, they, they got the film from the rest of their season last season and their games this year. And they're kind of looking at it and saying, okay, we're, we're, gonna, we're determined to make sure that that, that doesn't happen again. Uh, now, you know, he said the key kind of to their offense is, is their quarterback play. And, and they said a lot of times last year what happened was he would either drop back to pass. He's like, okay, do we rush him or do we drop back into coverage, you know, or vice versa. And he, he said it seemed like whatever we did, we got, we got burned on whatever we did. So we right. have to be a little more smart this time around. Well, and uh, they will definitely uh, have to – have to do that. Uh, last year was kind of a blowout, so they'll be interested in improving on that. Of course, trying to use that as a springboard moving into exactly. into district play. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep because Denham's got an interesting sort of psychological thing going on. So we're gonna move to Springfield real quick. All right. Routed North Central forty nine to six. Big big win. Uh, that was homecoming, correct? Yes. Uh, so yes. a big win for them. Starting to get a good feel of the offense. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about what Coach Surpass had to say about North Central first. Just going into that one, it, it seems like they're they're you know they put up it's forty nine to six, and, and uh, if if you're not if you haven't seen it, uh, RJ Surpass now has seven touchdown passes in the past two games. Uh, he said that's a, it's kind of a result of him getting more comfortable with what's going on, and uh, it's also a, a factor in them being able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. So we get down there closer to the goal line and people kind of key on the run and it opens some, some things up for us in the past, which is helping that, which that shows that you're being able to grasp what's going on, you know, right. and people are seeing what's happening and they know what's going to, you know, the, the kids know what's going on now, you know, and that's kind of where you want to be at this point. So, so we're moving, you know, they're traveling to South Plaquemine, correct? Yes. Okay, they went played a playoff game down there a few years ago. I went down there. It's the uh, if you actually Google it, it looks like you're in the middle of the ocean. Absolutely. Uh, so, but interesting atmosphere. Uh, all the buildings are built up because uh, you are on the the toe of the boot. Uh, but as coach as the coach told you and said before and told his team, they've got about three guys that make that team run. Uh, they're going to be looking to stop them defensively. Talk a little bit about their their game plan. What they've got here is is you know. There's three guys. I, I looked at the roster earlier. There, there's 22 kids on the team. Okay. So he said at any point that these three guys could, and they, they rotate out at receiver, quarterback, do some wildcat stuff, and he said they could play for, for any team. you know. But those are the kids that kind of make it go. So uh, And what he's kind of concerned about is their explosiveness. He said they find a crease, and they, they're gone. Right. So it's he said it's up to them to kind of figure out. He said we got to know where they are, you know, at every time, and we've got to be able to try to stop that. And that's where it's coming from. Um, so it'll definitely be a, a defensive effort keyed on those three guys. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And trying to keep that offense rolling. And you've got, you know, you've got. He said those same three guys play on defense too. And he said something that we've been trying to stress to our kids is being able to tackle well. And he said when you see these guys in one-on-one tackling situations. They get it done. So mm-hmm. that's something that's really impressed them. Um, another aspect that I did not hit on, or we did not talk about, but Brian Babb is back for 
Springfield. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he took every rep for them in seven on seven uh, during the summer, and he's transferred back. Um, RJ Surpass is doing well, and so Ryan said what they're going to try to do is just kind of maybe ease him in, make sure his comfort zone gets to where it needs to be because they've kind of tweaked the offense a little bit. He said it's a little bit different offense from when he left six weeks ago to what we're doing now. But he said it's not something like, okay, we've got to get Ryan in immediately. You have to get in here. So we're going to kind of base it on what he's showing us in practice as to how we're going to play and when we're going to play. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out a little bit. of, yes. But, you know, uh, RJ did say, I'll play wherever you need me. So yeah. that's sign it's, of a leader. It's one of those deals, too, where, I mean, Ryan looked at it as, hey, we've got we've got depth at quarterback. So it's, <laughs> it's a little bit different from what they were expecting going in because they were looking at Babb being he was going to be the guy and then R.J. was going to back him up. Now you got R.J. with some starts under his belt. He's getting mm-hmm. a little confidence. So Babb is there, you know. And then they've got Tyler Ratcliffe, who, if you guys remember, came in and did pretty good against uh, Albany. So they've got depth. You kind of you, you chuckle at it, but, hey, man, I was like, I said, Coach, you, this is you got depth at quarterback, and we both kind of chuckled because it, it's it's it, there. You it's strange it. for you a two A team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the reason we're laughing for those of you watching is because uh, early in the season there was injury concern and that kind of thing. People playing in some interesting spots, and our phrase is that's just two A football. Got to do what you got to do. So it is Make interesting it to see Make to see them have some guys with experience and depth should prove uh, fruitful. Going Especially into this last way, part of I the mean, season. The way they're playing right now, I mean, it's starting to kind of come together. And they, they've got, you know, another game next week before they start district. But that, that district is so condensed now that you you have to make every win count. And right. if, if they can get this, you know, and you know the injury bug, um, especially at Springfield. And, and you, you don't want to bring it up, but it's one of those things where it's always in the back of your mind. That's uh, 2A football. You know, yeah. and, and you, But they're playing, you know – he, Ryan said, "We're not exactly where we want to be, but we're getting there." Right. So we'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye on them as they travel down past New Orleans into the into the ocean uh, to go play a little football. Uh, but you know, it, looking real positive on an upswing for them right. heading into right. these last few games before district. As you said, that that district has been reduced due to some teams going up and a few going down. So uh, we'll be interested to see how they do. It's a four team slate, correct? I think that's that's correct. I have to look that up and make sure. But, uh, so very small it's, district. It's very small. You know, you're not, not a whole looking, lot. Of, it's not a whole lot of room for error. No. So, so uh, we are jumping back to Denham, our our last five A team to discuss today. Haven't had the year that they wanted, and kind of they are starting district just like we discussed with Walker and Zachary. Same district four five A. Uh, they'll be leading off with Central perennial rivals. And as we mentioned before, in the in the in the in the pre-show, not the post-show, the pre-show, uh, kind of been a springboard for them historically. Uh, so talk a little bit about about that after uh, you know tough loss to to Westgate. Kind of got a feel of you know playing a couple of athletes who just made it hurt. Yeah, um, the last two years, Denham and in, 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 um, Central, which is I think this is the seventy third renewal of the um of the series played in week eight uh excuse me week nine and then um, uh, both cases were on the fence as to their postseason fate they needed to win to get in and they did 
I mean, the last two seasons, the Central game has been the turning point of our season. Um, I mean, those are those were wins the last two years that got us into the playoffs. So, yeah, it's just it's coming at a a different time of the year, which is really interesting. Normally, we play them, you know, second to last yeah. game of the season. Um, so yeah, hopefully, we have a nice coming out party versus them. So. And in the case of last year, it springboarded them to a state regional play. They caught fire. They played it better and better and, and you know, pushed Kadiana to the limit before losing there. So if we fast forward to this year, it's week six. So now, now that, that game is obviously much earlier in the schedule, but Benham finds itself with his back squarely against the wall in terms of postseason. You know, they, they're unofficially in, in, the, in the mid to low 30s right now. That's it's a bad spot to be in this district hasn't even started yet. So here comes Central, meaning they're playing at Central only. But in terms of where it, where it falls on the schedule, and we'll we'll find out is there's actually truly magic in this in this series as as it relates to Denim. Can they go and find themselves and and, and light the spark that gets them out of out of what it's kind of plagued them for for five weeks, basically playing consistent and moving forward and maybe now because. Conversely, they they felt they finished they follow this game up with a home game against Zachary, so it, obviously Yikes. not going to get any easier if you can't take care of business now. So hopefully, for their sake, you know they they can find the the winning formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe slowing it down a little bit on offense. Um, they've run the ball fairly well the last two weeks, and you know Central has has has, has five and zero. Oh. Pop. Plaquemine pretty good last week, so I'm 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 pretty impressed with, with, with where they are. So going into you know they're flying high, they they're undefeated, and and and, and we're gonna see because Denim is trying to you know there's always kind of way how do how do you get around some of these 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 horrific losses like last week and you know do you you flush them and in this case Denim's gonna try to burn them and mm-hmm. by that you know they uh, each player and each coach were were, were kind of uh, tasked to uh, come up with regrets they had. For each game for the first five weeks of the season, and after they presented at the Coach Kennedy's, uh, that paper was was balled up and thrown into a fire pit, and it's kind of just a a way of of saying the slate is clean. We're moving forward. The first five weeks don't count. Now, is it that simple? Is it, it can you mentally just just remove yourself from from the worst beating of the season, and to turn your your attention to your biggest rival and get your season rec- uh, rectified? Well, it will be interesting to see. Now, that was more of a psychological change. There are a couple of physical changes. One you already brought up was trying to slow it down a little bit, maybe doing a little more of the run game. We saw them do that. I, I didn't. I was not there last week. I was at Live Oak, but I, I was there for Assumption, and we saw them do that against Assumption. You know, come up in heavy, run the ball a lot, and it, and it eventually led to a Tristan Dewey touchdown. So, you know, combined with that, getting back some folks who were hurt last week uh, talk to us about the combination they're going to be trying to, you know, bring together. For yeah, the, the biggest one would, would be Caden uh, Berard, uh, who's outside linebacker. He's, he's our he's our big, best pass rusher, and uh, he had a concussion. He was in concussion protocol last week, and um, again, I'm not saying he would have made up 70 to 21. Uh, they would have just they would have been better uh, getting some pressure on the quarterback, but. He was not there. It didn't go well. So now he's back. He's a big, big presence to that defense. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Troy, Troy Goldman is is their top in terms of stretch the field kind of guy, take the top off the defense. At receiver, he's back. He had the flu, so they didn't have him last week. 
and then uh, really uh, promising freshman Cameron Kelly, who is their second leading rusher, uh, went out in last week's game with an injury. He is expected to be back. So, uh, you know, so that's three guys that will be three key. They need everybody, mm-hmm. and they need all of them healthy and you know, all uh, producing in a, in, a, in a way that that's going to help this team uh, have, hopefully have a, a better result. Well, and that they kind of got some teams on the uptick, got some teams that are trying to find some things, and then we have some teams that are, are really trying to dig deep. For you know, So our 5A schools are starting district. Uh, our 3A school starting district, our 2A school still waiting because district has shrunk. And I'll give you that rundown on the, on the 2A. We were asking about what teams are in there. You've mm-hmm. got uh, North Lake, Pope John Paul, and St. Thomas Aquinas to go with Springfield. So you're looking at – Ooh, man, Super it's gotten a lot smaller since I covered it. Super <laughs> condensed, you know. They they dropped off a couple teams. You know, Amy, St. Helena, Independence move over to another district. So it it they That's all interesting. Count, they all count, but they, it's it's even more imperative. This right, season. you you can't drop the ball on that one. Right. So uh, and all of those are private. So it will be interesting to see. You know, uh, that for several years from about 2013 up until last year, those private schools proved troublesome for them. So it will be interesting to see how they can do that carry forward, especially with the defensive offense seemingly finding some rhythm. It looks like it's coming together. Maybe it might be a revenge year. We'll see. See what happens. See uh, what happens. Gentlemen, Mr. William Weathers, uh, Rob DeArmond, thank you thank for you. joining us today. We appreciate it, and thank you if you are watching or listening. We appreciate you supporting our show and listening to the Livingston Parish News Football Show. We do it weekly on Wednesday. This week, uh, we only have one Thursday game this year, right? And that's this one coming up with Bogle. Home game. Home game. At home. At and only then, one Thursday home game. Springfield will be playing on the road next, next Thursday. Thursday. Right. So we are going to try to be get, try to get these two shows out as early as possible. So we didn't give you a warning on this one, but you'll have a warning for next week. We'll be pushing it out early. Remember, you can find it online, www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash podcast we have video and audio versions we are also posting it to all podcast platforms that includes um, anchor spotify apple podcasts google play all those places you can find it online the news is on facebook twitter linkedin instagram and youtube we're once a week in print and we are also online updating constantly five dollars online a month seven dollars a month in print or 56 dollars for the year one more time gentlemen thank you for joining us and thank you for watching we will hope you enjoy this friday slate of football games and we will be back at you next week